So I remember the first time I got out of rehab. And, oh yeah, that's right. By the way, welcome to Meadows Church where it's okay to not be okay. So I'm getting out of rehab and I know I need to connect with someone who can walk with me, help me get through the steps of recovery. And I have a friend who knows this person. He says, he'll be perfect. He'll be your sponsor. He'll walk with you. I want you to meet him. I'm like, cool, all right, let's do it. So I show up at a recovery meeting early to meet this guy. Now beforehand, I, I get there and I gotta use the restroom. Now, okay, I don't know what the rule is for the ladies when it comes to using the restroom. I know you gotta go in pairs and it's gotta be like together, I don't, whatever. But for guys, we have our own set of rules, okay? And they're not written down, they're just, they're just we know them, okay? Like for example, if you go into a restroom and there's a guy to urinal um, and there's uh, another one available, you always leave one in between you, okay? Now, if you can't do that, you can use the one right next to him, but there are rules and that's what I walked into. The bathroom I walked into was a guy to urinal and then one more urinal. So I walk up to it and the rules there are once you get up to them, you don't start to make small talk. You don't just say, hey, I, you know, how's the weather? You don't shut your mouth. You, do, you, can't, you don't talk. You don't talk to them. You don't look over at them. You certainly don't look down at them. That, no, you look straight ahead. You focus on what's before you and you finish the job, okay? So we finished the job, or I, he did, but he broke this rule, okay? Lean in. He broke this rule. He's done and he walks right past the sink and out the door. And I'm like, whoa. Now, you know how serious that is right now, not washing your hands. So I didn't think much of it then, honestly. I, I did finish, I did wash my hands, so I, I did what I was supposed to do. So I, I walk out of the bathroom and I see my friend and I'm like, hey, where's the guy that you want me to meet? And he points over to this table where there's a guy sitting. You might know where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's him. I look over, he points to the guy, Dr. Dirty Fingers. I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> what? And I walk over there and of course he's like, hey, how you doing? I was like, hey, good, how are you? But he's, he just held his hand out like he, I'm like, you're not gonna put your hand on, are you? He's like, no. So I, I, I bit the bullet, I shook his hand. I know, I know, cardinal sin. But, uh, and I'm telling you this, from that moment on, it was all downhill. Honestly, a year later, I'm back in rehab, I've relapsed, and I literally blame that guy for everything. I mean, okay, maybe it wasn't all his fault, but seriously, what's wrong with you? The whole hand washing thing, can we admit something? You ain't, you ain't doing it for 20 seconds, okay? I know the rule, I know the CDC requirements, but that is a long time, okay? I'm, I'm just being real with you, okay? I, I, seven seconds, 10 seconds, but you are not. I mean, if you are, you're my hero, but most of you don't look at me like that either. You're not doing it. In fact, I'm gonna show you how long it is because I know that you're judging me right now. So, 20 seconds of hand washing, all right. This is what that looks like. Just let's make this awkward together, can we? So you got your soap. Uh, why is this jug huge? Because Target allows me to buy one. So I buy the biggest one I can. So um, for external use only. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Unless, unless your mother catches you swearing, okay? Then, it's, then all bets are off, okay? Have you ever had your mouth washed off with soap? It's, it's, anyway, so let's count together, can we? All right, you ready for this? One, two, three, Four, is it awkward yet? Five, six, seven. See, this is when you give up. Eight, nine, 10, 11. Seriously, am I going in for surgery? 14, 15, 16, 17. You're not doing this and you know it. 18, 19, 20. You are not doing, I mean, I mean, it's great if you are, but I mean, 20 seconds? But I'll tell you this, the key to what I just showed you, you know what the key is? 
it was this. It was the soap. Like if I just, if I just use water, it, it, it's not going get to me, get me clean. It's not going to take away the germs. But the soap is the key. Say soap. Okay? Say, say this. Say use soap. You're supposed to use soap. In fact, you just said the title of today's message. Use soap. I need you to take five seconds and type that in comments. Use soap. I'm not just talking about hygiene today on the outside. I'm talking about a spiritual cleansing and renewal on the inside. I know it might not make sense right now what I'm talking about, but I promise you, you're going to understand the, the premise of using soap by the time we get to the end of this message. It is huge that we get this. So I get... After last week's message, I get a message from somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, the word spoke to me. The word was changed. I mean, I was so encouraged. Thank you so much for talking about like depression and anxiety. And, and I'm like, and, and here's how she ended the text. It said, I can't wait till next Sunday to get more of the word. And I thought to myself, okay, why are we waiting till next Sunday? Why would we wait until next Sunday when, when, when I can show you a way that you can get that every day? Like, I can show you a way that you can use the word. You can use what God, how you feel after you listen to a message. I can, you can have that every day. Oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to party. I mean, Meadows, we like to party a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I have a saying when it comes to our church, it's BYOB, right? Don't act like you don't know what that means, right? Type it in comments, in fact. Bring your own, and don't say it, just type it in comments. You know what it means. And uh, I mean, I don't want to, it's just bring your own just, excuse me. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. So bring your own, what? Bible, right? Bring your own Bible. What were you thinking? You don't even have to say what you were thinking. No, you weren't. Yeah, you weren't. By the way, that root beer, incredible. So bring your own Bible. So understand this. The Word of God most, be, most people, most uh, Christians, by the way, 80% of Americans uh, say they're a follower of Jesus, 8 out of 10. And most of them own a, own a Bible. A lot of them own multiple Bibles. Um, less than 2 out of 10 read them on a regular basis. Okay? So that, that's huge that we understand that. Okay? So 8 out of 10 believe Jesus, you know, believe in Jesus. But, but the premise of the, his story and what he tells us for our life most aren't reading it. And I think there's a lot of reasons why. I really do. People don't know where to start. Okay, where do I start? I'm going to show you that today. People don't understand it. Or how does it apply? I don't get it. I'm going to show you that today. Um, a lot of people are like overwhelmed by it. I'm going to help you with that today. Um, how long am I supposed to do it? I'm going to show you that. I'm going to show you all those things today. This is so exciting for me. So, but, I, but there's some people, let's be honest, there's some people, we know the parts that we've either read or seen on a coffee cup or, or on a picture or on a, on a post on Instagram. And we, and we see those and we like those, but there's other parts that we've heard about or that we've read ourselves. We're like, eh, it's kind of like pick and choose on a menu. You know, I'll take that, add that. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, minus that. So take that off. Leave that out. I mean, that's what we do a lot of times. And I've been guilty of it. It's like you get in word, God's word and you're like, oh my gosh. It says that God wants to give me a hope and a future. I'm like, yes, God, that is what I'm talking about. Oh, but wait, the same God says I'm supposed to forgive others the way that he forgives me. Even my enemies? What? The people that are driving like morons? How? I mean, the, 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 the person that pretended they liked me on, 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 online and then ghosted me? That person? My ex? Okay, God, no, no, no. Nope, nope. 
Okay. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and give you life to the full. Yes, Jesus. Give me a J. Give me an E. Give me an S, Jesus. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. The same Jesus says, um, turn from my selfish ways and pick up a cross. Ooh, boo, boo, gee, no. See, we start to pick and choose. I'm going to show you something today in the Word of God. This is all, it's all powerful. It's all God-breathed. In fact, do me a favor. Look this up in your Bible or your mobile app, or just read this right off the screen. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. You want a summary of the Word of God in God's Word? This is about as good as it gets. Timothy's writing this, and he says, The whole Bible... Okay, say whole. Whole Bible. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true. Listen to all the benefits here. Make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Amazing. Straightens us out. Helps us do what is right. Do you need help doing what is right? God knows I do. So yes, it's God's way of making us well-prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. Listen, I don't care what your belief is, what your denomination is. If you're, even if you're an atheist, what I just read there, doing good to everyone, everyone believes that's a good thing. Everyone thinks we should do good to others. That is a universal thing. Doing good to somebody else is a good thing. The Word of God shows us that. And I'll tell you this, let me get personal. Reading and reflecting on God's word, it is the number one way I've grown closer to Jesus. Number one way. In fact, that's not just me. Studies have been taken with other people that read the word of God. And, and this is the number one thing. So as much as I want you in a group doing life with others, as much as I want you being part of a church congregation, as much as I want you praying to God and serving others and, and giving generously, as much as I want all that above everything, I will tell you this. It's interesting though that of all the things I just mentioned, this is probably the least that is done. Yep. It, it is. And I'm not judging. Listen to me. That was me almost all my life. But I'm going to show you something today. I'm going to show you how to apply soap, spiritual cleansing to your life in a way that won't take a lot of time, but will make a dramatic difference in your life. In fact, let me do a quick illustration. If in the last two months, okay, if in the last 60 days, if you have felt anxious, or if you have felt a lack of faith in any area of your life, give me a hand raise emoji, okay, or raise your hand. Okay, my hand's up. I have had a lack of faith. I could go back six days. I can go back six hours, but it, right now I'm giving you time. Put the hand raise emoji in comments if you have lacked faith in an area of your life. Of course you have. Of course I have. Can I show you how you can have faith? The Word of God, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So you're telling me just by hearing the word of God, it, it, God, is, God is filling me with faith? You bet that's what I'm telling you. Why do you think the person that texted me last week was so inspired and filled with faith at that moment when she had none before? The word of God went forth. It wasn't me. It was God's word that did it. I'm telling you, Hebrews 4.12, lean in. The word of God is alive and powerful. This isn't just a book. It is living and breathing. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. This is God's roadmap. This is God's directions. This is God's love letter. This is God's weapon to us. Why would you go in a battle without a weapon? Can I, I'm going to give you a quick scripture out of Matthew 4. I love picking this one because Jesus is the center of it, which is awesome. And Jesus is just beginning his ministry. And Jesus uses what? 
soap. He uses scripture, I'll show this to you, to, to rebuke the devil and continue his journey to saving you and I from ourselves. Check it out, Matthew 4, 1. Then Jesus, so he's just been baptized by John the Baptist and his ministry begins. It's interesting, so he goes from a mountaintop moment, the baptism, to a valley. Boy, refer to last week's message if you don't, if you don't get that. We, we unpacked it. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Wow. So God, the Holy Spirit, directs Jesus into a crisis to, 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 to build his faith, to strengthen him, to prepare him for what he has for him. I'm just, uh, okay, directs him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Matthew writes, for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted and became hungry. Okay, well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I mean, really? He starved himself for 40 days and he was, I mean, if I go 40 minutes, I'm, okay, anyway. So, during that time, the devil comes and says to Jesus, if you are the son of God, notice when the devil speaks, always a question, always getting you to question yourself. In this case, he's trying to get Jesus to question his own identity. See, the devil's going to want you to question who you are or whose you are. He always does it. Look at the first words the devil ever speaks. Go to Genesis 3. Don't do it now, but do it this week. I'm telling you, what does he say to Eve? Very first thing he speaks, a question. Did God really say? He's, he's a deceiver. So he says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to turn to bread. Listen to what Jesus says. His response, no. Because scripture says, that is one of those powerful statements. He could have said, because, because my father says, or actually Jesus is the word, because I say. But no, no, no. He knows the power and the breathed word of God. He says, scripture say, says, people don't live on bread alone. And listen to his next phrase, they must, say must, must, must. they must feed on every word of God. So if the son of man, the son of God, the savior of the world is telling us that we must do something and that it's critical and then he models it by doing it to rebuke the devil. Okay. I think we, I think there's something we need to lean into. And I can't help but get by the fact that Jesus' temptation, it didn't come at the baptism, it didn't come in the temple, it didn't come on the mountaintop moment, but it came in the desert, okay? When Jesus is vulnerable, when he is hungry, when he is tired. See, the devil is going to attack you when you are emotional, when you are stressed, when you are alone, when you are in a crisis. I'm telling you, so many of us right now, it's a crisis situation, but I came to tell you, the crisis that you're going through, okay? The problems that you're facing are not near as big as the promise and purpose that God has for your life. Somebody shout purpose. I need purpose. Type purpose in comments. Put it in there right now. Use an exclamation point. Use two or three if you want. I don't care. And while you type it, let me just, let me just speak on your behalf. Devil, you might see me struggle, but you will never see me quit because greater is he that is in me anything in this world. Jesus has a word for you today. Let it own this. Oh my gosh. What if we would spend a little less time in Facebook, a little more time in his book? How would our life change? Okay. Okay. But side note, these Facebook avatars, okay. They got to stop. <laughs> they got to stop. Okay. Knock it off. That is not you. That is not you. And you know it. Okay. I don't get like, I, I got a buddy. He posted. If you, and if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, you should praise Jesus Christ because you're lucky. I mean, these caricatures that are supposed to look like a, 
I had a buddy post one. It's this, it's, this, it's this little character, and he's kind of a chiseled guy, and got this beautiful head of hair, and he's awesome. I want to respond to my buddy. Okay, first of all, you're bald, okay? You are bald. Nothing against that. I'm just, you're bald. Okay, I, okay. Secondly, this guy's like got some definite, you haven't worked out since eighth grade gym class. This is not you. Nothing about, the only thing that resembles you is, okay, He's wearing a blue shirt, and you maybe own a blue shirt. That's it. That's it. Okay. I feel better. Oh, sick. I don't. Okay. Woo. Jesus. Jesus uses soap to rebuke the devil, and he's teaching us to do the same. So, Pastor Monty, what do you mean by soap? I mean, explain it. I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to. I'm going to show you how 10 minutes a day in the Word of God for the rest of your days will change your days. Okay. Man, I, oh gosh, memorize that. 10 minutes a day. Using soap for 10 minutes a day for the rest of your days will change your days. I promise you. See, I've said that before, and some of you, you've heard me say that, but I've never showed you how. I never have. I've just said, get in there and read it. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to show you a method I use. I'm going to show you a method that many scholars use. Don't overcomplicate it. I'm talking 10 minutes. That will change your life. You ready for this? Okay, say I'm ready. I, you need to be ready because this if, if you own this, it will change your life. We're talking about soap, right? All right. So the first part of the 10 minutes, of course, we got to get in Scripture. That is the key. Scripture. Remember what Jesus said? Scripture says. Scripture says. Scripture says. So Scripture is where it begins. The Word of God. And people will ask me, where do I start? I don't know where to start. Listen to me. Start in the New Testament. If you're, if you're questioning anything, start in the Gospels. Those are the stories of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I'm telling you, if that's all you ever read, if you just spent 10 minutes a day reading over the stories of Jesus and that's all you ever did, your life would dramatically change. If that's all you ever did, start in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what you're asking when, when you read the Scripture, okay, what's standing out to me? What, what's, what struck me? Now, when you do, when you're using soap, as you get in God's word, as you get in his love letter to you, I, I'm going to encourage you to have a journal with you. Have something to write with because God's going to speak to you. And a lot of times we're going to forget what he says unless we jot it down. So have a journal. But you just read a scripture. Read a scripture. It could be one or two verses. Like right now, a verse that stands out to me as, as, people, as, as kids and uh, college kids or graduating high school kids, I always think of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Always. Every time I think of somebody graduating. It's not just for them, but it's for all of us. Let me read it for you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Okay, now, so we just read a scripture. And that scripture, we got to look at that. And after you read a scripture, and after you say, okay, what stood out to me? The next, the next point is, oh, what's your observation? What is your observation of what you just read. Now, when I say observation, what you're asking is you've read the scripture. Now you're saying, okay, what truth is in that? What commands are in that? What promises are in that? What maybe warnings are in that? You know, that's what you're asking yourself. Okay, what am I observing in this? Let's go back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You could, you could probably find 10 or 15 things that you observe here, and none of them are wrong. None of them are wrong. You could look at this, like, let's pick one. I could say, okay, I'm observing the scripture. Um, what truths, what principles? Do not depend on your own understanding. Okay, I could just pick that. Okay, I'm not supposed to depend 
on my own understanding. I'm not supposed to go with my gut feeling, with my, my instinct, right? I'm just going to go with my gut. How many of you, you know people that are, how many people have done that? Oh, I'm just going to go with my gut on this. Yeah, it normally is a very painful experience. I'm going to go with my feelings on this because my feelings, it just feels right. You ever had a conversation with a friend and they're like, oh, it just feels right. I just know it's right. Come on, you know what that looks like. So anyway, I just, I just know he's the guy. I just have this feeling. It just, it's in my gut. It just feels right. He is so awesome. I just, I just know he's the one. I just, I just know it. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, but, but honestly, you've said this about the last five guys that you have dated. Like everyone has been the one. I know, I, I get that, but, but you're, I'm telling you, he is different. He, this, he's special. There's something about him. I just, it's just this feeling I have. Okay, no, but I'm just saying, and, and take this for what it's worth, but he literally just got out of prison. Oh my gosh, why do you always have to like bring that up? Don't you believe in second chances? Like God is a God of second chances. Can't, can't you give him a chance? Yeah, but, but I mean, he's living with his parents. Okay, seriously? You're gonna... You're gonna judge him based on that? Okay, what do you, what do you, where do you expect him to start? I mean, I'm sorry he's not perfect like your Billy, okay? Okay, you didn't let me finish. He, he's living with his parents and he's currently building a meth lab in their basement. He's just trying to make some extra money, okay? I, you're just jealous that we're gonna have more nice things than you have. That's all it is, it's just jealousy. Okay, 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 you know what? You know what, after thinking about it, you're right, you're right. I think you two are actually great for each other. I think this is it's gonna be great. It is gonna work out. It is you're perfect. You, it's gonna be awesome. You you like have my total blessing. It's it's perfect. It's just perfect. Oh, thank you, thank you so much for your blessing. It means so much to me. I knew that your feelings, if they were in conjunction with my feelings, and they and they gel. They just oh, this just feels so. Oh God, I think he's gonna propose tonight. I have a feeling he's gonna propose tonight. You think he's gonna? I think he's gonna propose tonight. <laughs> That's right. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust your gut. Don't lean on your own understanding. You know why? Because it lies to you. you the, the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. If we just go by our heart or our feelings, we're probably going to follow a lie. But today, God is showing us truth. Say truth. 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 Listen to me. I wrote it down. Truth doesn't come from your feelings. It doesn't. Truth never hardly flows from your feelings. Truth flows from the Father. Truth flows from the Father. So what do we got? We've read scripture. We've made an observation. This is probably the biggest piece of it all. And this is where some, a lot of people will stop short. You ready for this? Sam, ready? ready. A, application. Application. You're applying what you just read and observed to your life. Application. How does this apply to me? How can I implement this into my life? Because I guarantee you'll be able to. I, oh, the Bible isn't applicable. It is crazy applicable. And you, like, listen to what James writes. In James 1.22, this is the brother of Jesus writing. He says, don't listen, don't just listen to God's word. Don't just stop there. Don't, don't, don't stop at O, go to A. A is key. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. You've been deceived. To hear the word of God and not do what it says means you've been deceived. 
Think about that. That's the devil who is known as what? The deceiver. Isn't that interesting? See, the devil, he, you know what the difference is? He knows scripture. If you keep reading in Matthew 4 when Jesus is in the desert being tempted and they continue the conversation, him and the devil, the devil starts quoting scripture back to Jesus. It's amazing. So the devil knows scripture. Very smart. You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't apply it. He doesn't apply it. And there's a huge difference. He is a deceiver and that's why he does that. Listen to me. Information, information that you're taking in without application equals deception. Okay, it equals deception. We've tricked ourselves into believing, okay, I just heard a word, I'm good. Oh, I just read, read quickly, shut my Bible, I'm off. No, 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 no. If you, if you don't apply it, you are deceiving yourself. When we read or hear the word of God, but don't do it, oh my gosh. But when you take, listen to me, when you take what you're learning on Sunday or what you've read on Sunday and you start to apply it to a relationship on Monday and you start to apply it to a marriage on Tuesday, see information plus application equals transformation. And we're so busy looking, oh, we need the next new thing. What's the new, the new fad? You don't need the next new thing. You need the only true thing. The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll change your life, I promise you. You just got to lather up. You just got to apply the soap. Oh man, it's so amazing. Get kind of excited talking about this, but it's amazing. So then we close it off. You can probably guess the P. You close in prayer. You close in prayer. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for revealing something to me. Help me apply it to my life. That's it. That's it. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be eloquent. It just needs to be real. And it just needs to come from you. He desperately wants to hear from you. God, guide me. God, help me. See, all of this, what we just talked about, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Reading might be five. Application might be five. I'm, I'm just telling you, if you do this, things will change. I think God, the, the new normal, that's what the series is called, God is revealing a new normal. A lot of people will miss it. A lot of people will not see it because we're quick to want to go back to whatever it was that we thought was so great in the first place. The word reveal keeps coming to me this week. Reveal, reveal. Well, you know where that word, revelation. The reveal, revelation. So I go to Revelation. I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing here? So I, I kid you not. So I go to Revelation. I open Revelation. I start in Revelation 1.1. You know, this is the book that scares everybody. I mean, if you're not a believer, it is scary. But if you, if you, if you want to give your life to Christ, it's a book of love and hope. So Revelation, John the Apostle, John, Jesus is one of his best friends, wrote Revelation. If you didn't know that, now you do. And it's a vision that he's given from an angel. I'll show you that. And he writes the vision down on, on paper, and thus it becomes the book of Revelation. Listen to Revelation 1.1. I'll, I'll read through verse 3. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, me, John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. I'm going to write it all down. You tell it, you tell it to me, I'm going to write it down. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Listen to what he writes in the next verse. Verse 3, Revelation 1-3. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church. So God, God, literally God is blessing the one who reads the words of prophecy to other people. He doesn't stop there. He blesses all who listen to the message. 
Okay, so blessings are coming from reading it. Blessings are coming from hearing it. But don't stop there. Remember A? A, application. He blesses those who listen to the message and obey. Say do. They do what it says for the time is near. In church, I want to lovingly tell you, the time is near. I mean, it is the end times. Now, I don't want to freak you out. I don't know if that's two months, two years, or 200. I don't know. I just know that we get one shot to make an impact in this world. I know we get one shot to make an impact in this world. And I, I, I know if I could give you one, one piece of advice, this message is that use the spiritual soap that you've been given to allow God to cleanse you and make you new. And he will use it. He, he will use it not only to change you, but to change others around you. This is, this is the number one thing above all things I will tell you is that when you do that, when you own it, and most people, they're not owning it. This isn't normal. Reading the Word of God is not normal. Most people ain't doing it. I don't care if they're calling themselves a Christian or not. They're not doing it, okay? But do you want what you've had or do you want something new? See, I believe that God has something new for you. Does it require discipline? Yes. Does it require commitment? Yes. Anything good does. But you literally, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day using soap to change your life, that's it? And if you do it consistently, most people won't. They'll, they'll do it maybe a day or two, and they're like, ah, uh, back to the old, back to the old normal, back to the way it was. Do you really want that? Or are you ready for something new? Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I believe you are. I hope you are. I pray that you are. <laughs> there's, there's a trick to this, and it, it's interesting. Why, why I want you to make it consistent, why I say 10 minutes a day, why it's got to be just, I'd rather have you do 10 minutes a day rather than 60 minutes one day a week. There's a reason for that. Um, you know what? Rather than try to unpack it for you, check out the video. Watch this. There was a recent study by the Center for Bible Engagement where they pulled 40,000 uh, uh, general population in the U.S. from 8 to 80 and they just wanted to see how we are engaging with Scripture. Right. And they discovered something that actually became kind of the profound discovery of the entire study. It, they weren't even looking for this, and this is kind of became the highlight of the study. Right. Um, when we're in the Scripture one time a week, and that could be church on Sunday. That's pastor saying you open your Bible, we hear the message. One time a week had negligible effect on some key areas of your life. So I'll, I'm going to spell that out more here in a moment. Two times a week, negligible effect. Now, at three times a week, there was a blip on the map. Like, there was a heartbeat. Something happened, again, a heartbeat. Okay. But here was the profound discovery. When we're in the Scripture four times a week, it literally spikes off the chart. You would expect that it would be one, two, three. I mean, there would be a gradual incline right. on the effect and impact that would have in your life. But it was literally one, two, three, four. Something radically happens. Okay, you got my curiosity. To this what, extent. What kind of behavior is being affected? Feeling lonely drops 30%. Wow. Ang four times a week in the four Bible. Four times a week in the Bible. Okay. Anger issues drop 32%. Uh, bitterness in relationships, marriage, a relationship with your kids, and so on, drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Feeling spiritually stagnant. You know, if there was one area when I'm talking with people that, that they'll be honest about is they just feel spiritually stagnant. Ask them the question, how much time are you spending in Scripture? If they're in the Scripture four times a week or more, it drops 60%. Wow. Viewing pornography drops 61%. That's very important. Now, on a flip positive side, sharing your faith wow. jumps 
Wow. Because you have a confidence in God's word. And then discipling others jumps 230%. That's, that's amazing right there. It's pretty telling, isn't it? Don't give up. Keep going. Whether you feel like it or not, 10 minutes a day using soap, 10 minutes a day for the rest of your days. It will change your days. And if we're honest with ourselves, there are things about our days we need to change. There are things about you that you want to change. I'm telling you, I'm showing you a way to do it. I want to give it to you and I'll model it with you, I promise. But if, you, if we look at the world today, we would agree the world needs to change. Don't you think that's what God is revealing right now? Don't you think that is what God is wanting to do right now? To reveal something new, a new normal, a change? Well, the change starts with you and I. It starts with us in God's word. It's not up to the government. The government can't do it. It's the gospel that can do it. It's not going to happen. Don't wait for the White House. It needs to happen in our house every day for 10 minutes a day. This is the key. We, I did a series last summer called Battleborn. Oh my gosh, it was on the armor of God. You want to apply soap in, a, in a, some scripture in Ephesians 6, man, that will rock your world. It did me. You know what it showed me? That we have this, this armor that we're supposed to put on, put on to go out and battle and go against all the things that are against us out there. And there are a lot. But, but we're not alone. But you know what's so key about the armor of God? Everything you're putting on, the shield, the shoes, right? The helmet, it's all defense. It's all like to, to keep the bad things out, to protect, to protect. There's one thing. There's one thing in the entire armor of God, the sword of the spirit, the sword of truth, that is an offensive weapon. I love that. And every time I say it, every time I even think about it, I think of what Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. On this rock, I will build my church. Whose church is it? It's his church. And if his church done his way, it will build, it will grow, it will change lives. This is his church. And I love what he says, the gates of hell. A gate is defense. Did you know that? You don't grab a gate and go into, go into battle. I'm going to grab my picket fence and go into battle. You don't do that because a gate is an offense. A gate is defense. You see, all the devil can do is play defense. It's all he can do. But I believe with all my heart, all my heart, that God is calling you and I, the church, to go on the offense, to charge the hill, to grab our sword of truth and push back the gates of discouragement. Push back the gate of depression. Push back the gate of apathy. Push back the gate of anxiety. Push back the gate of loneliness. Push back the gate of fear, the gate of suicide. Push back the gates of hell and take back enemy territory that belongs to God. 10 minutes a day for the rest of your days will change your days. We believe it. Will you believe it and own it? Oh, the Spirit of the Lord. If we take action on this, it'll be huge. You will, see, you, will, you will see a revelation. I promise you, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in the church. We talk about it all the time. When you get into God's Word, you know what you realize? Okay, why do we do, why do, we do life groups in the church? These small groups that meet in homes? That's what the first church did. They gathered around groups. They met in homes. They ate together. They shared stories. They shared things. That's what life groups are. Do you, know, do you know how a life group changed a life this week? I get a text message this week on Wednesday, short and to the point. It stems from the Word of God. 
Because we, we preach on life groups because the Word of God talks about them. The Word of God. The Word of God talks about them. Okay, it talks about them. Well, they did it. They changed the world. How about we do it? And we changed the world. So we, we point people to life groups. And I want to point you to one too. This couple that got in a life group. I mean, I won't go through all the details, but I get a, I get a text this week from the guy. This is all it said. Jesus saved our marriage through life group and fellowship. Boom. Jesus Christ saved our marriage through life group. Well, why, why would you go to a life group? Well, because the Word of God talks about gathering together in small groups and doing life together because that's where healing happens. That's where hope happens. That's where community happens. That's where fellowship happens. That's where marriages are restored. That's where life change happens. <sighs> My son Jake just left for a week to go visit some relatives somewhere. He's so funny. He's talking about his, his he has a kind of a it's not really a phone, it just does games and stuff, but he wanted more screen time. That kid's relentless, he'll pursue screen. I mean, <laughs> the reason I'm telling you that is if you and I will pursue this, if you and I will pursue the God, like my son Jake pursues more screen time, I'm telling you what, devil, you might as well stay in your hole. You don't, you don't stand a chance. That's what I'm just, that's what I want us to get relentless. So let's close like this. How about I give you a scripture? I put it on the screen for you right now. One that you already know, but I'll give it to you anyway and we'll do a little application, soap application, a little lathering up, John 3, 16. Come on, you know it, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that's right, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but they'll have eternal life. That is the S, that is the scripture. What is the observation? Okay, this is what I want you to do. Type the observation, whatever yours is, it's not wrong. Whatever you see in that right away, type it in comments. Okay, I'll give you some hints. It could be God, God loves. God loves. That's an observation. Uh, God uh, loves the entire world. Like he doesn't discriminate. That's what it says, the world. So it doesn't matter, black, white, purple, green. It don't matter. He loves everybody. Denominations don't matter. Belief right now, he loves people, his creation. That could be your observation. He had a son. That's an observation. Seriously, type an op just type one observation in comments. Put it down. Start to apply it to you right now. What do you see? He had a son. Okay? Uh, another observation. He gave his son up. That's an observation. There are four or five right there. Type something in John 3, 16. One observation in comments right now. Type it in. Own it. Share it. There's power in the Word of God. There's healing in the Word of God. There's newness in the Word of God. There's revival in the Word of God. Type it. Maybe you're typing that if we believe, if we believe in Jesus, we don't perish. We don't perish. Like, like that we get to live forever with Him and with others that sold out to Him as well. That's an observation. There's eternal life. That's an observation. Wow, this isn't the end. Like, like if we do get wiped out and this is the apocalypse, there's more. Type, there's more. That might be your observation. There's more. And there is. There is an eternity. And as much as I'd love to tell you, it's only heaven, it's not. Okay? Remember, we got to look at the whole Word of God. There's a heaven. There's a hell. They're both real. Here's the thing. We get to decide where we spend eternity. That's what I love. Jesus has already made his decision. The cross pretty much spoke loud and clear. By the way, if you don't under... Okay, let me help you with that. Jesus Christ, he, God sent him to die for us. Literally to die for us. You want to talk about Memorial Day weekend and a memorial? Jesus Christ, the greatest soldier in the world, came to give it all up for us. He laid down his life. 
That's what the Bible says. I will lay down my life for my sheep. I will lay down my life for my sheep. And he did, everyone, even you, in your jacked up, messed up state, in your sinful mess, you and me both, he gave it up for us. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Own it. Maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't. Whatever the case is, this is my prayer for you, that you will apply it right now, okay? You made an observation. Here's your application. What will you do? What will you do? This is my prayer, is that today, is that today you will call on the name of the Lord, that you will accept that Jesus did come and he did die on a cross, that you will own the fact that what the word of God says, which is truth, we've established that. What the word of God says is that three days later, Jesus broke forth from the tomb. He defeated sin. He defeated death. And the word continues to say that anyone, say anyone, I can't hear you. Shout anyone. Anyone. anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is what it's about. The eternal life that he wants. It is heaven. It is paradise. This isn't all there is. But I'm telling you the default destination, it isn't heaven. It's hell. That's why we have to make the decision. We have to call on him by faith and say, by faith, I believe. It says, whoever believes, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose for me. And I believe he's coming back again because the word says it. Revelation, a revealing says it. And it will happen. So far, everything has. So what will you do? Here's your application. Type three words in comments. Choose Jesus. Just choose Jesus. Don't overthink it. Do you believe he's God's son? Do you believe he died? Do you believe he rose? Do you believe in eternity in heaven? That you, and do you believe that you don't have to wait for heaven to start living heaven? Right here is in heaven. Right? Say the Our Father. Say the, say the Lord's Prayer again and own it. You don't need to wait. Eternity is here waiting for you. Step into it today. Three words that will say, I want to call on the name of Jesus and I want to be saved. Type, I choose Jesus in comments. Type, this is the application. Type, I choose Jesus in comments. Or text it if you want. Text it to 474747. Just text. And maybe it's a commitment. Maybe it's a recommitment. Maybe the Lord is just speaking to you and you're just like, I just want people to know it. I just want to tell the world. I want to tell the devil. I want to tell the angels. I want to tell my God. I want to tell my king that I have chosen him and I will continually choose Jesus. Type three words. Apply it to your life. I choose Jesus. And for everybody, I, the other application is you're going to start reading the word for 10 minutes a day. You're going to read the word and you're going to use soap as you read it and allow it to cleanse you and make you new. I promise you, if you do it, not just one day or two days, but you consistently do it, your life will change. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Let's go to here and let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for the word of God. I'll be honest, God, you know that most of my life I never cracked it. I heard stories about it, believed them, heard people say phrases about it, believed it. But until I got about it myself and start reading it, that's when the change really started to happen. I don't understand it either. Like, how can opening a book change us like that? But then I learned that it's not just a book. It's life. It's a weapon. It's a roadmap. It's a love letter. It is a beautiful breath of life. God, if we would get about your, your business 10 minutes a day for the rest of our days, it'll change our days. I pray for everybody listening to this. I pray for the people that are still contemplating. Do I, do I type, I choose Jesus? Do I put, I choose Jesus? God, you're speaking to them right now. The answer is yes. 
Yes, you do. Yes, you type that right now. Yes, you text that right now. For others that don't have the courage or maybe they're scared about getting in the Word of God, maybe they need to get in a life group to help get help to, to use soap together, to, to get in God's Word together, to learn and grow and be changed through your Word, God. I ask you to minister to people. I ask you to love people right where they're at. Change them right where they're at. God, we love you. We thank you for your beautiful bride, the church. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who gave up everything for us so that we might live our purpose and change lives in the process. Here's what I know, God. We won't live our purpose unless we're using soap. We won't do it. Unless we're, unless we're consistently learning and gleaning and, and being chiseled and changed by your word, we won't live our purpose. But we're going to live our purpose. It's a new normal. And we're ready for something new, God. Make us new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, before you click off, stick with me for 45 more seconds, will you? I've got something else I want to share with you. I have something I want to give you. All right? God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for watching today. I mean, this, this was a big one and I hope it was impactful to you. Listen, I have a resource I want to give you and we'll put it up on the screen right now and we'll also drop it in comments for you to take and you can grab it from there and save it. But this is your graphic reminder of what we talked about. Using spiritual soap to apply to your life. I want you to save it as a screensaver. I want you to share this with others to help them do the same thing. Print it out, put it up on your fridge. I don't care. Put it, Keep it in front of you so you have this just to keep keep. And, and uh, also, I'm going to ask, if this message impacted you, like if it, was, if it was good for you, share the entire message, would you, with a friend or somebody that needs to know that they can apply this to their lives and it will change their lives. I believe it with all my heart. I don't believe it. I know it because it has for me. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I love you so much and God loves you more. God bless you.